When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, a podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Denver Broncos podcast made five fans, four fans. I am your host, Rachel Strand, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. We are just a few sleeps away from regular season Broncos football. I am so excited, honestly, and we will get uh, into a preview of that, of the upcoming game here shortly. But first, let's dive into some Broncos news. So Wednesday's injury report included wide receiver Jerry Judy for a hamstring issue, tight end Chris Manhurst for a chest issue, and cornerback Riley Moss for an abdomen issue. All were listed as limited, and their statuses for the regular season opener are not yet decided. Sean Payton gave Russell Wilson an expletive-laced remark regarding Wilson caring so much about his public image. Per ESPN's Seth Wickersham, Payton told Wilson, Will you effing stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. Now, obviously, Wilson's not literally going around and kissing babies like politicians, but Peyton more so was using it as a figure of speech of sorts. Like, he really wants Wilson to stop caring so much about his public image. What do you think, Dalton? Someone had to say it. And (laughs) who better than the famous Sean Peyton, who is known to be exactly like this? Literally anti-bullshit, you know. Yeah. Um, Get out, do this, do that. This is football. This isn't, we know, like, I understand caring about your self image, but at the end of the day, put up the numbers beforehand. Honestly, yeah. I mean, low key self image and public image can kind of be two different things. I low-key wonder if he meant more self-image because he, if like Sean Payton was talking more about Wilson's self-image because he's very social media-centric, very present, very popular on social media. Um, I know Wilson gets a lot of flack for having a corny and, you know, like just a, like not a authentic personality. I obviously can't personally attest to that. Um, I mean, I've heard he's a nice guy, but I think people, I don't know, it's kind of two-sided here, honestly. I think he does get some unfair criticisms, and it's just kind of trendy to hate on him. But also, he does kind of make it hard to stand up for him, because he does kind of have a little bit of too much much corniness here and there. It's like, I'm going to say this, and this actually might be really controversial to some people, because there's a lot of Steelers fans out there. It's (laughs) like, nobody cared how bad of a person Big Ben really was because he put up numbers. Yeah. I I kind of I kind of get that. I mean, I I hate Ben Roethlisberger. He's just I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him either, but you can <laughs> you ha- we have to admit to ourselves that he's actually a good quarterback. He might not be the best person, but as a quarterback, he's pretty good. He well, he was pretty good. 
I guess that is kind of a good thing regarding Wilson then, because, I mean, people are hating him for just being corny. It's not like he's going out there and doing Uh bad things. He's just, I'm glad that our quarterback's actually nice and people are just hating on him just to hate on him, rather than having like an Aaron Rodgers-esque type personality where he's just, you know, kind of a sourpuss. I mean, honestly... Aaron Rodgers' whole mentality has changed over the past couple of years. That's a whole different story. So before we get too deep into that, <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully, I mean, what from what I've noticed, Wilson has kind of cooled down his social media presence a little bit. So We will see week one. We will see what Wilson does throwing the ball. Yeah, honestly, if he goes out there and throws like five, six touchdowns, he can be as corny as he wants. He can talk as much yeah, smack as he wants. He can wants. go back to it. I'll let him. I'll let him bring back Broncos country. Let's ride. No. There's at least five. Yes. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> Anyways, um, the team captains were announced, and the Broncos team captains are Russell Wilson, Justin Simmons, Mike McGlinchey, Cortland Sutton, Riley Dixon, and Kareem Jackson. Honestly. No real surprises there. They're all kind of veterans. Um, Riley Dixon's been on the team before. Uh, I think Mike McGlinchey is the only guy on there who is the new, the newest Bronco as we sign him in the offseason, but I've heard he has some pretty good uh, leadership skills, so no real surprises there. Also, the Broncos released their first official depth chart, and not too, there's not too many surprises on there. Um, I will say it is... A little weird. Adam, Adam Troutman is listed as tight end number one, and Greg Dulcich is listed as tight end number two, which is interesting. What do you think, Dalton? I think that's because of blocking. I think that's gonna. I think that's Sean Payton establishing that this is probably gonna be a run first team. Yeah, I think honestly that could be that we might run some two tight end sets. Honestly, not saying that Adam Troutman's gonna be out there all the time, every time, but um. Honestly, I wouldn't look too deep into that. Uh, one thing that was a little, in- another interesting thing was that Jonathan Cooper is listed as the strong side linebacker number one ahead of Frank Clark, who is in the two spot. And um, obviously Frank Clark is a little bit more of a veteran, but I guess they really like Jonathan Cooper's upside. So I know Jonathan Cooper changed his number in the offseason, so be prepared to see the number zero come flying at all these quarterbacks. And on the other side, the starter is Randy Gregory, but I'm not quite sure who's behind him. I think it was Nick Benito. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. At least he gets some more time to, you know, develop a little bit. He doesn't have to be pushed right out there, even though he already showed signs of being really good this preseason Mm -hmm. and training camp. Yeah, he had a really solid preseason and training camp. So honestly, I am really excited about the depth with our pass rush. So we might just be coming at him, coming at those quarterbacks. And Baron, yeah, Baron sorry. Browning. And Go Baron ahead. Browning will eventually come back. Yeah, true. So we're just going to be coming at him rapid fire. I'm excited for that. Um, Pat Sertan and Jamari Mathis are listed as the two starting cornerbacks with Jaquan McMillian as the third cornerback. And Isang Vasi is also listed as the nickel cornerback. Uh, nothing, again, too shocking there, really. But um, it's going to be a pretty pretty young secondary with Pat Sertan and Damari Mathis 
being the one of the two cornerbacks. Um, from what I've heard, Damari Mathis has had a, has made a significant step because I know there are some games last season in his rookie year that he really, really struggled and got picked on. But I think he will be a nice compliment to Sertan. With the depth at the corner at the cornerback position and Kwan Williams being out for some time, it's good that the safety position has some solid veterans in there, which is probably why Kareem Jackson was brought back. Yeah, so going kind of moving on to the safety spot at right safe at right safety there is something a bit interesting it says kareem jackson or caden stearns like there's a big bold or so there isn't really a solid decision on who is the official starter and the decision kind of might be situational based on who we're playing or who's on the field so um honestly they're both solid safeties and they're good compliments to justin simmons and can i make a suggestion Sure. Kareem Jackson's position wasn't always safety. He was a cornerback in Houston. So if we can run three safeties technically and have Kareem come down and man up and then Caden back and Justin somewhere else, that's not a that's not a bad combination either. Mm hmm. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's going to be a pretty solid secondary. Hopefully Vance Joseph can really bring out the best in all of them. And yeah, best to say something. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, Marvin, and lastly, Marvin Mims is listed as the kick and punt returner. So honestly, that is pretty, pretty cool to see a rookie back there in such a big spot as returning kicks and punts. So Hopefully we can see a significant improvement to our special teams unit this year because I think we were ranked, I literally think we were ranked dead last last year in terms of like special teams productivity or something like that. So and, and it, it's just onwards and upwards from here for the special teams unit. All right, so heading into the preview of the Broncos and Raiders game, I am so excited. <laughs> like I am so excited for football weather to start too. Like a slight chill in the air, kind of curled up on the couch with a blanket, my dog, a good drink and some good food, just watching football all day. Just, ugh, I'm, I'm just, I'm so hyped, Dalton. I'm so hyped. It's a beautiful moment sitting Sunday all day on the couch when your starter running back in fantasy has torn his ACL oh. and your wide receiver <laughs> just got a concussion, just got a concussion <laughs> and you are down 50 points and the last hope you have is your starter tight end. I, I love football season. <laughs> I really do. Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't played fantasy in a while, but last time I played, I did win my, my league. So I kind of just went out on went out on a victory. If you were living under a rock for the past few months, Derek Carr is no longer the Raiders quarterback. And the the Raiders quarterback is currently Jimmy Garoppolo. And honestly, I'm not that worried about Jimmy Garoppolo because he's kind of he's too inconsistent to be like seriously concerned about him. I mean, from what I saw with him when the 49ers came to town last year when he was on the 49ers, and some that was like again one of the most miserable games we had, but we somehow squeaked out mm. a win. Yeah, he didn't do too good. Like, I mean, we weren't doing good. Nobody was doing good. But I mean, he's he was also in the um, Kyle Shanahan offense, and if you can't succeed and succeed in that, you're not going to really succeed anywhere else. That's that's what I wanted to bring up. This the Kyle Shanahan offense. Will he be good outside of it? Because every quarterback they have put into that system, except for Trey Lance, has done good mm -hmm. or gotten them to the playoffs 
or gone deep into the playoffs. Yeah. The, Even Nick Mullins did <laughs> good for a little bit. The, yeah, the big issue was just finishing and closing with them. Like, they just couldn't get that Super Bowl ring. So I'd be hard-pressed to say that Josh McDaniels is going to bring the best out of Jimmy G. Like, Josh McDaniels is just not going to do that. I mean, low-key Derek Carr was, like, one of the few bright spots for the Raiders uh, the past couple of seasons. And they just were like, yep, goodbye. We're just We're just done here. Low-key, I'm hoping that Josh McDaniels is, like, slowly eviscerating slash tearing apart the Raiders, and he'll kind of do what he did to us, which took many seasons to recover from. Yeah, I'm not sorry about that or anything, but <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't, I just don't believe in the Raiders as a whole this season, and it'll hurt me severely if they do end up doing really good. I, I just, I don't think they will I'm not gonna put an exact prediction on the game um I mean if we come out and operate as productive of an offense and just like an overall as and like overall team wise produce as well as we did when we played the Rams yes I know that was against second third fourth stringers I'm just saying if we perform that fluidly and just keep finding ourselves in the end zone yeah the Broncos will win but then there's one issue is that 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 worries me a little bit and that's Josh Jacobs the Raiders running back because he always seems to have his best games against us why couldn't he have just stayed out right why couldn't he just like demanded a trade he has our number he has our number so hard that's what I when I saw that he signed a one-year deal I was like well now I'm a little worried (laughs) about the Raiders game yep um our defensive line depth, specifically defensive tackle, is a little concerning. Yeah, DJ Jones is nice. Mike He's Purcell. Have to step up big time. Yeah, Mike Purcell, honestly, I think his time is kind of passed a little. He's past his prime. But we are very we're alarmingly thin. Like if they were to do inside runs, that's a little concerning. So I mean, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton are gonna need to really step up and help us stop the run as much as we can because I have a bad feeling they're gonna Josh Jacobs is gonna squeak past that initial line of scrimmage there past our defensive tackles speaking of I'm gonna flip the whole coin around and talk about our offense versus their defense sort of in a way look out for Mike McGlinchey versus Max Crosby because last year I'm not sure who won the overall game probably the 49ers However, Mike had Max's number all game, and with Chandler Jones drama that just started, that's a that's a possibly a major W right there because Max Crosby scares me still because he's he still has our number two. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I hope that Mike McGlinchey has recovered enough from his injury that we don't need to worry because I I've been echoing this for years, but the offensive line will only let this offense go as far as it allows it to go so if our offensive line is poo then the rest of our offense is going to be poo I mean from what I saw so far our run blocking is pretty solid but our pass blocking is what's concerning like Russell Wilson last year had absolutely no time to throw he was sacked I think a record 55 times which led the league he tied with uh Justin Fields of the Bears so you know, we got to protect Russell Wilson, actually give him that time to throw and make his reads because if not, we're screwed. <laughs> so come on, offensive line, please step up. Yeah, it needs to step up big time. But I do think there will be struggles in this game. I think it'll be a lot closer 
then we think my prediction for the score is 24 to 17 we win personally i don't know why that's sitting in my head but that's sitting in my head yeah i'm not going to give an exact score prediction because whenever i do everything just goes completely chaotically wrong so maybe when i'm convinced that my predictions aren't a curse or a hex against the team then i'll start actually giving them again i have a bold take Uh for this week i don't think russell's gonna throw a touchdown (gasps) he might throw the ball well but i don't think he's gonna throw a touchdown i think we're gonna use all three running backs and each of them are gonna have a touchdown i think sean payton is gonna establish that this team will run down your throw all game long and we will not stop Ooh, I mean, I'm all for having a super successful run game, but the fact that Russell doesn't throw a touchdown kind of scares me a little bit. I don't think, I'll think he'll have at minimum one. And I know that's super, super stupid for me to say like, oh, Rachel, of course, I mean, one touchdown. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, I think hopefully he'll throw at least one touchdown. (laughs) I don't expect us to come out firing on all cylinders. There will be some hiccups because again, remember, this is week one. Um, I am pretty sure for like a week, a couple weeks or so last season, we looked somewhat competent and then everything just hit the fans. So I take this first game with a grain of salt. Honestly, I hope we just come out of it with a win because I hate the Raiders. I hope we come out of it healthy because we were so cursed with injuries for the past few seasons. And yeah, again, gotta beat them Raiders. I hate the Raiders. I do too. With every fiber of my being. So do you want your message included on the podcast? Well, we have set up a voicemail and text line that you can use. Just call or text 720-739-4208. If you leave a voicemail, it could be played on the podcast. If you don't feel like talking, that is fine too. Just shoot the line a text and don't worry, no one's going to answer if you call so you don't have to be scared of running into my dumbass. So since we revealed this this phone line on the podcast, go ahead and send in your predictions for next week's game. That game will be when the Broncos play the Commanders. So send us your messages, comments, suggestions, just whatever you want to say to that to, to that phone line. Again, the phone line is 720-739-4208. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly on Fridays, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes as the season plays on. If you have any comments or suggestions on things you'd like to see on the podcast, let us know. Again, you can use that text line, but make sure to follow us both on Twitter at RachelNFL and at NFLDalton. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I'm Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos!